Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 250 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Dory Sutmiller. Dory lives in Chesapeake, Virginia, and she has been a middle school teacher for 22 years. Welcome, Dory. Glad to be here. Now, I forgot to ask you, what subject do you teach at the middle school? I teach U.S. History II. Okay. So 1865 to present. Oh, wow. That is very specific. Yeah. <laughs> it's very fun because it's a know, lot more relevant, more, you know, to the lives we live now than colonial history, you know. Right which I have right. taught that as well. So. Okay. So yeah, I could see how the kids would be, you know, more like interested in the, the second part. Of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of the American civil history. rights movement and, mm-hmm. you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. They can go into the moon, all that kind of stuff they're really into. 
Right. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. So, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? All right. Well, I think I told you in the um, email that I sent you, lucky me, I the pandemic and menopause mm-hmm. hit me at the same time. <laughs> so, and even though through throughout the pandemic, I was working out regularly, you know, we were riding bikes, we have weights at home. I was trying to stay focused on my fitness. I managed to gain 30 pounds. And I've never, unlike some, some of your guests, I really never have had a weight problem. I've never like had gained weight and had trouble taking it off. But on top of it, was, I think the stress from the pandemic, um, my only daughter had moved to Japan. Oh, um, she had had a baby and then the baby, the baby was born and the pandemic hit. So she couldn't come home or I couldn't go see her. And I bet it was especially scary, the fact that she was over there and we didn't know what was happening. And that seemed to be the epicenter of things. And you know, I have a niece that was in China when it all happened and we were just terrified for her. And then she got back home because they had to like flee. But then she's like, now I'm going to live in South Korea. <laughs> so she's The pandemic's still going and she moved to South Korea and yeah. living she there. Had planned, yeah. She had scheduled to come home three times mm-hmm. and um each time it got canceled right. um, because of the pandemic. And I, she finally was able to come home and I got to meet my newest granddaughter oh. when she was 18 months old. So wow. I know that was the months. hardest thing. In yes. The, that to was, go was very hard. You know? Yeah. But we have a thing. I don't know if you ever heard of the portal, Facebook portal. I think I've heard of it. You can like, it, it's kind of like a FaceTime kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And we, we have it set up to our TV in our family room, which is a okay. huge big screen TV. And you can see yourself when you're talking. So, you know, that's how we would communicate with her. And I would see myself in on the TV and I was just like, I look so bad. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> so, what you were used to seeing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um, on top of that, I had horrible arthritis in my neck. And this was from a, an old injury. And I had been to several doctors, a chiropractor, physical therapy, an orthopedic doctor, they had, you know, tried everything to, re- to relieve the pain. And it was just horrible. I mean, it would co- go down my arm, um, my fingers would be numb. Mm-hmm. It was just and that would keep me up at night. So I wasn't sleeping. I developed plantar fasciitis, which I don't know if you've ever Oh, that. I've never had it, but I've heard so many guests here on the podcast talk about it. And I really, really never even heard of it. I mean, I, I, that might sound crazy, but no one in my daily life was ever talking about it. It wasn't until I started doing the podcast that I har- started hearing person after person talk about plantar fasciitis. So it just, it's very painful. To yeah, the to bottoms walk? of your feet, you know, it's like you like to walk, especially in the mornings, like mm-hmm. and even at night, it would bother you. But when you would first put your feet on the floor. I wasn't like, I was embarrassed for my husband to watch me. Cause I, you know, I would walk. So you're like hobbling around yes, like, you know, and I, I felt so old, you know, and I was like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was like, how, why I'm 57 years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, this is not how I expected to be feeling at this. Yeah, age. If you feel bad at 57, what's 77? Right, exactly. Like? Exactly. Yeah. I developed restless leg syndrome. You know, so that was, you know, made it hard to sleep at night as well. And my hot flashes were like through the roof. I mean, you probably heard me talk about restless leg syndrome that I suffer with too, right? Have you heard me say that? Yeah, I think you have. Yeah. Yep. So anyway. It's miserable. Yes, it is miserable. So I had been reading about how to help with 
inflammation and, and certain herbs and stuff and supplements that helped with inflammation and turmeric was one of them. So I was taking that supplement, not that it was doing any good, but I just felt like I had to do something. So I went to the health food store where I buy the supplement and they were out. And I said to one of the sales managers, I was like, well, do you have anything else that, you know, could help me? And he said, well, you know, really the, and these were his exact words. The only true way to relieve inflammation is with intermittent fasting. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Yeah. yeah. that I mean, those were his exact words. Mm-hmm. And I had heard about intermittent fasting before. I had a few of the teachers that I work with have done it. But I just thought it was for losing weight. Right. And I just thought, of course, you're going to lose weight because you're restricting your calories. You know, it's like, duh. It's like, duh. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Interesting. Can I pop in with something there? I just read an article. It was a journal article that I'd never seen before. I don't know how I had not seen it. It came out in 2019 or earlier than the one that was out in the New England Journal of Medicine that Mark Mattson wrote that we all have read. Probably a lot of us have read and I've talked about it before, but it came out in 2019 and it was a, a great review article of the benefits of intermittent fasting. And it like really compared it to a lot of things. And it, it talked about calorie restriction, like like the science of calorie restriction where you're eating low calories, but throughout the day. And then it talked about fasting and it talked about how much better fasting was than, than calorie restriction for inflammation, like specifically, like it made such a big difference. So it's not, it's not just about the fact that we're eating lower calories, but I thought that was great. Like I, you know, I'm sure I've read that sort of thing many times before, but this review article was fantastic. I'm going to try to remember to put it in the show notes. I'm going to make yeah. myself a yeah, make myself a note right now. Put yeah, or read article that. Yeah. <laughs> in show notes because it was it was one I hadn't seen before. And it was very very it was long, but it had mm-hmm. some great information. Yeah, and and to be honest with you, I really don't think the way I've gone about it, I don't think I've really restricted my calories at yeah. all. You know, I've just shorten my eating window significantly. And I've also changed, you know, the types of foods that I'm eating. But so the guy told you, he said, the best way to address inflammation is he said the only true way to relieve inflammation is with intermittent fasting. So I'm a researcher. So I don't do anything without doing my research first. So I, you know, went to Dr. Google and was like, you know, intermittent fasting and inflammation. And sure enough, you know, I was finding all this, all these articles and that, that pointed to the fact that it did. So I started and with, with no intention of losing the weight, I really didn't, I didn't have that goal in mind. My goal was pain relief because I mean, I was in constant chronic pain. And for the first two weeks, I actually felt horrible. I think it was my body detoxing. I didn't lose a single, I mean, not, not that I was weighing myself, but I could tell I wasn't losing any weight. My stomach felt horrible. My face broke out. So I was really discouraged for a couple of weeks, but I hung in there because, you know, I was, I was, I read the research and I was like, this has got to work. And after about two weeks, I hit the turning point. And that's when things started to get a little easier. I started to feel a little better. And that's when I picked up your book because, like I said, I wanted to make sure that I was doing this right. I think it was the second book, not your first. You, you book, found not. Fast Feast Repeat at that point. And when was that? When 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 was it that you were starting? This was um, in January of 
Let me see. It was probably 2021. Yes, 2021. Yep. Because Fast Feast Repeat wasn't out yet in January of 2020. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so January of 2021, and you find right. Fast Feast Repeat. Right. And that's when I learned about the clean fast and autophagy and uh, the different windows of fasting. And I guess the what I really took away from your book was tweak it till it's easy. Yeah. Yeah, that was the part that... Because, you know, other people that I listened to that were doing it, you know, they were delaying their eating window until like midday. So I tried doing that first. I tried mm-hmm. waiting until, you know, one or two o'clock in the afternoon. And and that it was just really, really hard for me. I've always been a breakfast eater. Breakfast is probably my favorite meal of the day. <laughs> and um, my lifestyle, I teach a cycle class at indoor cycle class at the Y. And um, I was doing that. And, and it's very early in the morning. I get up at 445. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I get up at 445. My class starts at 515. And um, it's a it's an intense class. Before the pandemic, I was doing it like Monday, Wednesday, and every other Saturday. And then after the pandemic, once the Y reopened, I went to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I do that three days a week. And I was also doing other classes, intense classes. I mean, mind you, these things, and looking back, I don't know why I was killing myself. I I mean, I was killing myself to lose the weight. Right. Because we've been told, eat less, move more. And there comes a point where like, well, okay, I can't really eat less. So I guess I better just move more. Right. And, you know, the exercise part has always been easy for me. Because you enjoy it. Yeah. I love it. I love being active. And I was like, you know, when I gained that 30 pounds, I was like, well, I'll just add 10 minutes to my workouts, thinking that that would take the weight off. So, but with working out so early in the morning, I can't wait till one or two, you know, in the afternoon to eat because I've already depleted like everything. And your body, you have always been someone who loved breakfast, you said, and you felt better when you ate it. So, and I think that's, that is the key right there. Like I, I mean, I'm not doing cycling, but I'm, I'm now doing water aerobics at, and it's at nine. It's not as early as you're doing it, but you know, I have no trouble still waiting till later because my body feels better with that later window. But for you, after the working out, your body wants to eat sooner. And that's the whole study of one part. It's so interesting because um, I remember, you know, I talked about this in Fast Feast Repeat that I, you know, just a little informal survey in my advanced Facebook group back in the day when I was writing Fast Feast Repeat, I asked people what their eating windows were. And most people do have a later window, but there are those morning window people. That is what works better for them. And the podcast right before yours, the one I recorded two days ago, is also someone who has a morning window. So th- this will be two in a row that people will be hearing that. And so I bet there's somebody who's, who will hear it or maybe lots of somebody who will say, maybe I should try that. And that'll be the tweak they needed. Right, right. Yeah, it's once I, once I made it my own, tweaked it to where my body responded th- the best. Yeah. It became easy. I mean, it's like natural to me now. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. 
Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. The hardest thing for me, though, was to working out in the fasted state. I was scared to death. Scared to do it. (laughs) Because, you know, like you said, we've been taught that you need something in your system to fuel your body. And you do have something in your system to fuel your body. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Already. (laughs) Right, right. And I was using that. And once I learned that I didn't need, because before I learned about the clean fast, I was getting up and I would drink like a caffeinated, sugar-free drink um, to get that caffeine in my body to help myself wake up. And then I would go to the gym and I would take a BCAA. Right. Branch chain amino acids. Yeah. I would take that, which was also, it was flavored, but it was sugar-free and, you know, no calories, but it was still flavored. So, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't like a clean fast. And it's you protein know. near the branch chain amino acids because that's the whole point is that you're like, oh, I got to have the protein. But, you know, when we're fasting clean, we can get, you know, we're recycling protein inside. So we don't need to necessarily be taking it in right that minute. Right. So I remember the first time I taught my class without, you know, I just got up, I drank some water, mm-hmm. plain water. <laughs> And took plain water with me, but I did take a little bottle of BCAA with me because I was so scared. I was like, if I pass out in front of these people, I'm going to be so embarrassed. (laughs) I was so nervous and I did fine. I like, and now I can't imagine working out in any other way, but the fasted state. I mean, it's, it's the best way to work out. I mean, my, like you said, there, what my body's using as fuel is what my body needs for, you know, to get me through the classes. So that was the, a big hurdle for me. And you were already fat adapted probably by that point or were yeah. you, how long had you been fasting at that point? Probably a couple months. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like pretty much all of January was hard for me. Well, I didn't start till like the end of January. So probably okay. like January into February was pretty hard for me, you know, as far as 
not feeling well because you know the detoxing and um, then getting like getting into a rhythm that my body needed because like I said I I was trying to do because I did enjoy eating late at night you know right. I wanted to be able to you know have dinner with my family and I mean even though it's just me and my husband at home now but my mother-in-law lives with us so I do have to you know I still need to cook because I have two people at home that, that expecting rely on a meal me cook, so. <laughs> but you know I I enjoy having a sitting down and having a nice dinner and a glass of wine with dinner right. or whatever. But what I have found is the perfect eating window for me is, you know, I get up, I do my workouts. I do drink. Can I name brands on here that you, I think you endorse this brand. Well, go ahead and name it. Element. L- Element. Yeah. Element spelled L-M-N-T. They have a raw and unflavored electrolyte powder that you can have, and it's just minerals, and it does not break the fast. All their flavored ones would. Yeah, you know, I drink the ones. raw, and yeah. you know everybody thinks I'm crazy because you know. But I've always, when I crave things, I've always craved salty foods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the raw tastes delicious to me. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't use electrolytes ever, which is so funny. I I just don't. I, I salt my food pretty heavily at night. And I think I'm getting all that I need that way. Like my body's getting enough. But I do have, because they, they kept sending me when I was on the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. And we were they, they were a, a sponsor of the Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Because Melanie uses electrolytes. But I just never did. But they kept sending them to me every month. I would get like more and more. And they were building up. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all these electrolytes? Because I literally was not using them. But my neighbor her son plays football, so I donated them to the high school football team. But I love their – they have a um, – have you ever tried any of their flavored ones? No, I haven't. My husband has and my daughter has. They have a chocolate mint, and they sent it to me. And, of course, I had it in my eating window. as like a little dessert. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that might sound crazy, a dessert of – hot, salty, whatever, chocolate mint. But I actually really liked that. And so I kept those for myself. And when it's wintertime, like I haven't, like I brought them with me when we moved and I haven't had one since because it's too hot. But I bet you in the winter, I'll pull back out that chocolate mint because it's just like a nice little hot, soothing something to have maybe at the end of my eating window. But anyway, I had to share that because that was funny. But the element just kept arriving at my house. is building up. So I was really happy to find someone who could use it because I felt guilty. I mean, you can't like throw that away. I mean, no, like no. resell it. So, and I, you know, wait, my husband, he's, he's in charge of athletics for a Norfolk public schools, which is okay. a school system near us. And, you know, he's been around athletes his entire career and, you know, they do the Gatorade and the, you know, the other sports drinks, the Powerade and everything. Yeah. And I can remember when Gatorade first came out, I tried it and it was, it was very salty. It was like a lemon lime kind of flavor at the beginning. Yeah. I remember that too. But I think they have switched over now, you know, to the more sweeter side, Yeah, which, you know, and what I like about the element is even the flavors, no artificial junk in it. Like some of the, it's um, good quality. Yeah. And I, and I do think I need it because you know, we do sweat a lot mm-hmm. in the class and I can, I can feel a difference. You know? Well, see, that's the thing. I, I do believe that there are people who need it and it's good that it's out there. You know, I also drink mineral water during the fast and that probably helps because, you know, because I'm getting it through my mineral water. I've just never needed to supplement with 
electrolytes, but that doesn't mean that I, I think no one should be doing it. I think it's definitely something that people need to do when that you know if you need to, really, because but you try it and it makes you feel better, then you know that you know that you needed it, right? So I we kind of got off on a tangent there, but you were talking about you get up, you work out, you have your element, right? And that's the only, and since it's the clean, you know, the, mm-hmm. the the raw flavor, it doesn't break my fast. When I come home, I make myself while I'm getting dressed for work, I make myself a cup of green tea, you know, no sugar or anything in it. So I still haven't broken my fast, but I'll break my fast at 7.30 in the morning, between 7.30 and 8. And then I love to, like, I try to close my window. The best time for me to close my window is by 5 p.m., mm-hmm. if not sooner. I have fi- found that the earlier in the evening, I can close my window, the better my sleep is. That's good to hear. Yes. I mean, it's, I, my, I can't believe how much better I sleep now. It's incredible. I mean, if I could close it earlier, I mean, if if I have to skip a meal because of my schedule, like the other day I went to see a movie with some friends and the movie was at four o'clock. So I had lunch before the movie and I, then we went to the movies and, you know, several of them got, you know, the popcorn and the soda and everything with the movie. And I could have, because technically my window was still open, but I, I, one thing I, one of my non-negotiables is soda. I will not drink soda. It's just, you know, even in my window. And that's one of the, my taste buds have definitely changed. I mean, when I do sip on it, if I take a sip of it, it tastes like pure corn syrup to me. I can't stand the flavor. Yeah. I don't like the flavor of corn syrup one single bit. I cannot drink a regular soda like that. Yeah. So we watched the movie and um, we got out around 630 from the movie and I came home and I was fine. I mean, I didn't need to eat dinner and I didn't want to because I knew if I ate that late at night, I would not sleep good. But like I said, my body didn't need any more food. Yeah. So if, if I do, if my schedule requires me, if I'm not home to have dinner and I don't eat dinner, then that's fine. My body's okay with that. See, I love, I love that we all can experiment and find out what really works for us and makes us sleep the best. Because you know, it made me think the other day, Monday, someone asked me to do a, a, a live appearance for her group that she has talking about talking about intermittent fasting, and it was at 7 p.m. So I'm normally, you know, eating dinner around 7 p.m., but that day I knew I had to be like on camera and talking to people at 7, so we ate dinner. We were done by 6, so I only had dinner. So that, that well, I think I might have had a little snack, and then I had dinner at 6, and so I closed my window right around 6, and do you know I slept awful because <laughs> my body likes to have a little I mean, yeah. that wasn't super duper much earlier mm-hmm. but I sleep so much but like I wasn't full by the time I got done though talking to her it was you know 8 30 when I was done and it was really I you know I didn't need to eat anymore it was I did it was too late really for me to eat like a meal or something at that point so I was like well I'll just go to bed I had the most restless night's sleep <laughs> and it's just it's so important. Like I, I talked about this on the podcast. There was a time after I retired and I d- tried shifting my window earlier because I started, I was, had more free time and I was like, you know, I just, I'll eat my meal first. And then I, it really started to affect my sleep. So that's where the tweak it till it's easy comes in. You have found what makes you sleep better. And it's not the same thing that makes me sleep better. 
and we can trust our bodies and what our bodies need. That yeah. was my dissertation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, trust me, I wanted to yeah. be a late night eater. You know, I tried because going out with couples or, you know, social events, most social events take place, you know, in the evening, weddings and, you know, those kind of things. And it's not that I deny myself that if we want to go out and have dinner with some friends or we ha- we went to a wedding back in June, the, you know, the wedding started at 530 and the reception didn't start till 730, whatever. It's not that I don't deny myself those enjoyments. I just know that, okay, well, I'm probably not going to have the best night's sleep tonight, but that's okay because, you know, I'm not going to become like a antisocial. But you know, that's that's exactly how to make intermittent fasting a flexible lifestyle. You know, you live day to day in a way that feels best for your body. And when there's a special occasion, you don't even think about, you just enjoy it. You enjoy that special occasion. And you know, fortunately for me, most of the special occasions are right in line with my window. But let's say someone had like a bridal shower brunch one morning and it was amazing food. I would absolutely open my window earlier that day. And I would just end up with a longer window and it would be fine. And, and that's, that's how you make it a lifestyle. So the weight eventually came off. It didn't come off too quickly. And I'm not one that like generally weighs myself right on a regular basis, but I could tell, I think, and I did take a picture, but my phone beforehand, but Mm -hmm. my phone something happened with my phone and I had to get a new phone and the picture was lost. I'm so bummed because I wanted to see a before and after. Right. But the way my clothes were fitting, you know, during the pandemic, you know, we lived in like sweats and yoga pants, you know, so you didn't even realize like how much, you know, you were gaining because, you know, with that spandex and that give and those pants, you, you know, you can gain a more than a few pounds and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, my clothes, just everything started to, you know, fall off eventually. And my school system, they have a, they have a thing for your insurance, your health insurance, where they do like a biometric check every year. Mine did uh, too. We had that same exact thing. You got like extra, was it extra money in there if you did your biometric screen? Yeah. 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 You get some ex, like, like a reduction in your health insurance or something. Yes. Which I don't understand. Like the only thing that I, I wonder is if your biometrics are bad, (laughs) like what do they do? Like, do they, do they give you some tips to help? Probably. You know? I get. I think that's the point. Like knowledge is power, right? Yeah. So if you if you realize, oh my gosh, my A1C is, you know, whatever, then you're going to start addressing it sooner rather than later before it gets into like, you know, diabetes territory. I guess I think that's the, the point. It's like the wellness stuff to keep you from needing medical care. Yeah. So well, you had your biometric screening? Yeah. So the first biometric screening was right before I started intermittent fasting. Oh, that's and, good. Yeah. You had that so, data. and I didn't even, I think I was researching it then, but I hadn't really started into it. I was 165 pounds, which was my, I'm five foot seven. And I weighed 165 pounds when I was pregnant with my kids. You know, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was like, whoa. And when I went back a year later, I was down to 135. Wow. And that's when I was like, oh my gosh, you know, like, 
and it felt effortless, really. I mean, and I've I've stayed at one thirty five. You know, I haven't had any issues with my weight since I've started this lifestyle. Um, the biggest thing, though, my fasted glucose. When I went to them before I started the intermittent fasting, it was at ninety two, and it dropped to eighty one. Wow! A year later, which I know um, they say that the you should be between. 100 and 125, you, sh- you should be below 100. So I was right. still below 100. Yep. But, you know, it was 92 was pushing it. Yeah, I um, mean, it's getting up there. And, you know, when you start seeing that it's like 99, or, you yeah. know, but mm-hmm. yeah, 92 is not bad, but 81 is definitely yes. a better number. Um, same thing, my LDL uh, went... Yeah, my LDL went down, which is the bad cholesterol. Right. It went from 112 to 94. And my HDL went up, which is the, your good cholesterol. That went from 68 to 74. So, you know, all of the my biometrics, you know, improved um, mm-hmm. in one year. Wow. Um, including the weight. So that's when I was really like, okay, this stuff is powerful. This is working. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the other biggest thing was, I am like completely pain-free. That's what I was going to ask. Yes. And um, my neck, the arthritis in my neck, which you you can't deny it's there. I mean, they took x-rays and you could see it's from an old injury and I have a disc on the right side of my neck where it's narrowed Mm -hmm. and it pinches that nerve. Right. So that can't be fixed. I mean, I almost, I came, I came this close to having surgery. I mean, very, very close to having surgery. They were going to put a spacer in there to relieve the pressure off the nerve. And I was so desperate to to be pain free that I I came very close. I mean, I like I said, I tried physical therapy, chiropractor. I even had steroid injections on wow. in my neck. Nothing worked, and I don't even need to take like Advil now. I mean, That's it's amazing. gone. It's completely. Now, yeah, I know that disc is still bad, but I'm thinking, you know, any tiny bit of inflammation, you know, in your body when you have something wrong like that is going to cause it to become inflamed. Or yeah, and become- we we're so we're like puffy, and everything just get feels like you know, like yeah. presses on things. And right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and and it, I can tell. My my youngest son got married October 2021. He was supposed to get married October 2020, but we had oh, a delay. Yeah. <laughs> so, delayed, but not denied. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I had, uh, we had gone to a wedding several years before in California. I know you're from, you're, you lived in Georgia for a while, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, we had gone, this this wedding was at the Bel Air in California. It was, he was a baseball player that played for the Braves at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And they're real good friends of ours, the the family. And I told my husband, I said, we're never going to get to a wedding like this. Yeah. A wedding like this ever before, you know, or ever again. So that was like our Christmas gift to each other because it was January 9th, I think. And um, I'm like, who gets married right after Christmas? Because you know, the holidays, you know, <laughs> yes. eating so bad. And, yeah. But I had bought a dress for that wedding and I had to I had to buy Spanx 
to fit oh, into it, you know, yeah, to, to make it look good. I remember <laughs> having a drawer full of Spanx. Oh my lord, I got rid of those suckers. I don't even have them at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they're so uncomfortable to wear. Like if you have to use the bathroom, it's like, it's, oh my god, it's awful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, when my son got married. I decided to wear the same dress because nobody had seen me in yeah. that dress. So when I put it on, it just slipped right on. Like no, it looks better than it did when I With wore Spanks. it. With Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it fit me perfect. I got so many compliments. So, you know, I could tell like the, the, the whole body composition thing had changed. Now, you know, when weddings and stuff, we were there. We were, he got married in Charlottesville, Virginia. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we went up on Thursday. I rented a, a big house for everybody. That's where we had the rehearsal dinner and everything. And so, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we didn't come home till Sunday. So it was about three, three and a half days of just nothing but, you know, family time and eating and wine and eating and wine. <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> yes. And by the... By the time we came home, my neck was hurting again. That's and so I interesting. Knew, yeah. yeah. So I knew it's because, you know, I was not allowing my body, you know, the, the usual recovery time. I wasn't eating like I normally do. I was having a lot of desserts, you know, and a lot of wine and just a lot of foods that were not exactly healthy. So I learned then that, you know, I could, it's okay to indulge every now and then. I could do it for a day or two. But if I go over a couple days, my body t- starts to tell me, you know, right. look, you need to back off. And I do. And then I'm fine. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, you, you're you living a lifestyle now that is anti-inflammatory with mm-hmm. the fasting link that works well for you, the eating window link, and you're making the food choices that are anti-inflammatory for your body. But how quickly the inflammation can come back. Right, right. The the plantar fasciitis completely gone, that but that will come back too if I go too long. You know, if I don't eat or you know if I drink too much. Right. The the restless leg syndrome, no problem, and that's I'm I'm really happy about that because you know the medication he put me on was for restless leg is what they give to patients with Parkinson's disease. Oh, yeah, and you know I had I had read that and I'm like. That was another reason why I I wanted to find a more natural solution because I'm like, I don't have Parkinson's disease. I don't want to take a medication Mm -hmm. the rest of my life for Parkinson's disease. And that I didn't expect, like, I didn't expect any of this to happen, any of the pain to go away. But when it did, it kind of made me mad because I was like, why couldn't the doctor have told me, look, lay off of sugary foods, because I, th- I think that was the big thing with the restless leg. Oh, 100% for me, it's sugar. If I overdo the sugar, I will have restless legs, especially if it's too close to bedtime. And especially if I've had alcohol too. If I have alcohol and sugar, I am like I, like a real sweet margarita or something. I am going to have restless legs. Or if, like if I have two margaritas, forget it. And it is miserable. So I don't want to feel that way. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm the I'm the exact same way. If you know, if I have like more than two glasses of wine, yep. And it's, your, uh, it's my, our bodies. I think it's our bodies trying to get rid of that excess energy that's flooding our system. It's like, um, you know, what was his name? Marty Kendall, who does the data driven fasting. He calls it 
what is it? Energy toxicity or something is the wording he uses when we have too much energy of any type in our bloodstream. And you don't want to have too much fat in your bloodstream. You don't want to have too much glucose in your bloodstream. And and when you, you don't even want to have too many ketones in your bloodstream, I guess. But when you do have too much energy, I, I really feel like that's our body's like making our legs go crazy to try to get it out of us. You know, when, when I do have restless legs, because I'm not perfect, I still sometimes overdo it. You know what knocks it right out for me is the vibration plate. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. It's, it's, it's like, it's, I don't know, It's that might sound insane, but that's like, I remember one night, probably, I don't know, not too long after we'd moved into this new house, I was in the bed trying to go to bed and I'd had something, I don't even remember what it was, but I was having restless legs. I was, I mean, like we'd had the lights off. It was like, actually, I think Chad was asleep and I was just, my legs were going crazy. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to get up and go downstairs and get on the vibration plate. And I did it for 10 minutes. And then I went to bed and I was able to go to sleep. Huh. Because the, the vibration plate is supposed to help with like lactic acid, right? Well, it like, does all sorts or, of things. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's you're also you know, moving. And so who knows? <laughs> who knows I'll have why? to try that. I'll have to, Cause you know, my husband suffers from it too. Whatever the reason is, I don't know, but it, it does help with whenever I, and like when we, um, when I would feel earlier in the evening, like if we were watching TV and I'm having a hard time sitting there, it doesn't happen all the time, but on the rare occasions that it might, because I'm human and might've had too much of something. Mm-hmm, yeah. Hopping on that vibration plate really will just, just help. It helps a lot. So whatever it's doing, I don't know physiologically, but it's doing something. So anybody who wants to learn more about vibration plates, jenstevens.com slash life pro. I have links yeah. to the. I saw that like a, on your, your favorite list of things favorite tab. things. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it, I mean, it really, you know, when we made the move from Augusta here to South Carolina, you know, I didn't take a lot. I didn't bring a lot of things with us that anything that was extraneous, I didn't bring, like, I didn't bring my hula hoop. I know people are like, what? Because I hadn't really been hula hooping. So I was like, if I'm not using it all the time, I'm not bringing it. But we brought two vibration plates. I tried to get Chad to leave the one he uses. But he's like, no, I like mine better than yours. I'm like, well, I like mine better than yours. They're both life pro. But (laughs) so we brought them both. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, that's just a little tip. So I'm glad that you're finding your restless legs are much improved. Yeah. yeah. And my exercise routine has has significantly changed too. I mean, I am not doing the crazy, you know, I'm 57. I can't be doing this, you know, this, this <laughs> you know, I used, I mean, I used to do so many insane, you know, workouts. I, I on top of the, the why, I belong to another gym that do those, you know, the heart rate monitor where you're supposed right. to be like in this, the high zone. Or is like, it orange theory? Yes. Orange yep. theory. Yep. I didn't know if I was allowed to say <laughs> You're allowed to say it. You're allowed okay. to say it. Cause yeah, I, you know, we're not endorsed yes. or sponsored by orange theory, but I know okay. a lot of people who do it and love it. Yeah. And I did love it. I mean, it was, it was fun, Yeah, but now I'm like, it's not a competition folks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you can't be, you can't be doing that to yourself every day. Like, cause I was doing, you know, the spin Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I was going to orange theory, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And I had to have a couple surgeries this past year. I had to have hernia repaired. So I had to take a month off for the hernia. And then right after I've um, recovered from the hernia, I found out that I had melanoma oh, right goodness. here under, I don't know if you can still see the scar. I mean, it's, it's still healing, but it was a small, tiny spot underneath mm-hmm. my eye and I had to take, I couldn't work out for, well, that was a long time. It was like 
two to three months before I could really get back into the gym after that surgery. And when I went to the Y, I did just, I taught off the bike, you know, I just talked to the class through it, but I have, I've never gone back to Orange Theory and I'm doing fine. I mean, I'm keeping the weight off and I'm Mm -hmm. keeping the tone or, you know, I'm keeping- You're not losing muscle mass. Right. What I focus on now is- I still, like I said, I still do my spin classes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I love those because, you know, you can make that as intense or as simple as you want. You know, it's not 45 minutes of all out, go, 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 you know, and I work that into my classes. I'm like, okay, race pace, which is like being on the boardwalk, you know, down at the beach, riding your bike. All right, let's do some sprints, you know, all out sprints for like 60 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever. So it's, it's more like a a cross training. So it Mm -hmm. it is cardio, but you can go as fast or as slow as you want, you know, and if you're not feeling it on a certain day, you know, just take it easy. Or if you have the energy to, to push it, push it. And then on my off days, what I love to do now is I just get up in the morning and I go outside in the sunshine in the morning sun and I walk. Love it. You know, and then I come back here to the house and I lift. I, I focus more on bodybuilding, you know, strength, strengthening, mm-hmm. building muscle because of my age. You know, right. I think that's when women need to focus more on that. And I used to think I had to burn all these calories, you know, right. and, and get my heart rate to some insane number in order to maintain my metabolism or in t- maintain my weight. And I don't have to do that anymore. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. And the best thing about it was, you know, when I'm out walking, I don't take my phone with me. I don't take my watch with me. I just go out and enjoy nature. Right. You know, connect with nature. And I let that morning sun kind of seep into my body. It just, re- it just sets the day so nice. And I try to do that again after dinner. I try to go out for a walk if the weather's, because I've, I've 
read that that helps you to lower your blood sugar too. It does. We went on a nice beach walk last night after dinner, Chad and I did. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's it's really good to do that. Get move a little bit after, mm-hmm. right. after you eat. We have a much better after dinner walk than we used to. Yeah. <laughs> The beach is much better than the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. So I I focus less on calories and more on just movement and maintaining a steady blood sugar. And I I never get like I used to get hangry all the time. I mean, I couldn't go more than I literally could not go more than two hours without eating something. I mean, that's how I could feel my blood sugar dropping and just getting that those hunger pangs and I went to Disney World with my daughter and her family back in June and got up, ate breakfast, and we were walking around the park and doing whatever. And it's like, I didn't need to, I don't need to stop and get a snack somewhere. You know, I had my, of course, I drank, you know, plenty of water or whatever, but I don't feel the need to constantly snack wherever we go. I don't need to, you know, whether it's a ball game or an amusement park or the movie theater. I never snack anymore. I have my three, sometimes two, you know, depending on my schedule, but I at least have two, you know, healthy meals a day. And I, I focus on getting plenty of protein mm-hmm. and I focus on organic because, you know, I haven't read your book yet, but I, I you're cleanish. Right. You know, I, I want to, because I, I do try to focus on you know, clean living, right? Um, especially what we put, not only what we put on our bodies, but what we put in our bodies and, and what we breathe. Yeah. Know, I mean, it was so eye opening to yeah. me realizing how I was not doing as great of a job as I thought when I started mm-hmm. really looking into what I had, I would have told you before <laughs> that I was doing a great job with my cleaning products and whatever mm-hmm. wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I never realized, you know, I, I, d- I didn't believe like what you put on your skin could affect your, your yeah, body. And it, you know, now I'm like, my eyes have really been opened. So I just focus on eating healthy. I don't worry about the calories. Like I said, I try to focus on more protein now that I'm, you know, older. Um, I indulge every now and then. And that's okay. And I don't like when I do, it doesn't like affect me. Like I can, I what it go? I think I'm metabolically flexible. Yes, you're metabolically so. flexible, and you can, as you talked about with the wedding weekend, when you, it got too much, you did it too much. Putting it in here and there is another story. You can do that, but it's just your body doesn't like it if it's all you know all the time. But yeah, we can all have a planned indulgence here and there and enjoy it. So it sounds like your eating window is around eight hours every day. Would you say that yeah, that's about pretty right? Much. It, I try like the sixteen eight is probably the best window for me. And I try to spread out my meals about three to four hours apart, just so I have like my body has a chance to to digest as much as possible the meal before. You know, Jason Fung has a great graphic. I can't remember if I, it's only in a blog post or if he has it in the Obesity Code because it's been like so long since I've gone through the Obesity Code. But it's a graphic that shows when people used to eat three meals a day, but that was it. People were not snacking. You know, that generation, they were not like sipping on a latte between breakfast and lunch constantly and constantly putting something in their mouths all the time. They would have breakfast, then nothing, then lunch, then nothing, then dinner, then nothing, right? So it showed the graph of 
it might have been insulin. I, I'm not sure if the graph was insulin or blood sugar, but it showed how it would go up after the meal and then it would go down and they would get into the fat burning zone. But the, like the baseline was like maybe fat burning zone. I don't remember, but it would, if, if they were not snacking, they had time to get down into that zone. It's really just the modern, I mean, you do not graze through eight hours. You're not doing that. You give your body time in between, you know, kind of like we joke about Chad fasting, you know, how he <laughs> has his lunch, then he's like, I've closed my window till dinner. I'm like, okay, whatever, however you want to yeah. say it. But he doesn't snack between meals at all. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. For someone who's choosing to have a longer window, because um, that's what feels best to you, the fact that you just have like those meal events probably makes a difference. Yeah. And, you know, the food that I do buy, because it's organic and all natural and stuff, it's more expensive. But I don't feel bad because I'm not buying snacks anymore. Right. And snacks are expensive. They are. I mean, I used to buy like protein bars all yeah. the time. Oh, those, those are crazy expensive. Yeah, they're, they are. They're very expensive. And, you know, looking back at it, when I think about, I used to, you know, have my breakfast in the morning and then between breakfast and lunch, I'd grab a protein bar and like before the, the students came back from their electives, you know, it's like, oh, I got to have something to eat because I'll never make it to lunch. And I remember eating the protein bar and it was a, you know, a healthy protein bar, but my stomach always felt funny afterwards. Mm-hmm. So there had to be something in that protein bar that a preservative or something that just was not agreeing with me. You know, so I don't feel bad spending the money on good quality food because I'm not having to waste it on snacks. And of course, I and I do the dry farm wine now, and um, I don't feel bad about you know it is more expensive. It than is, and I used to buy, but I only drink it. Gosh, I mean, I just got a case in in a couple weeks ago, and I haven't even opened a bottle from that case yet. You know, yeah. I I just save it for special occasions. You know, I don't. I used to, you know, have a glass of wine with dinner just about every night, and I don't do that anymore. So. Yeah, and I think that makes a huge difference. Wine is a special occasion beverage more for me now as well, and I don't need to have it every day. I feel better when I don't. I sleep better when I don't. So even though, you know, I've got my good quality dry farm wine in my pantry, I'm not having it every day, and it feels like a special treat when I do yeah. have it. and I think that's the way it should be. These people that say, you know, drink a glass of wine every day. It's good for your heart health or whatever. I don't know. I think, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I sure feel better when I don't. I, <laughs> yeah, I do too. And I when mean, I especially now that I'm deny. in menopause, I mean, well, I, that's tell. It. I don't, I don't think my, my body processes wine. It never used to bother me. It, right. it really didn't. And now I'm like you, I've heard you say like, when you have a glass, you can't sleep. Not um, as well. And yeah. if I have two, it's really going to be a problem. One, I'm usually okay if I have it a little earlier, not too close to bedtime. But it really, you know, looking back over my entire life with alcohol, I can see that I, the evidence was always there that I did not clear alcohol as quickly as my friends from yeah. college, you know, <laughs> just, you know, from experience of like the Jimmy Buffett concert in 1994. I mean, you know, we look, at, look at events like those. It was always yeah. me who had the same amount as them and it was hitting me differently. So I had that evidence there that my body didn't process it well. But menopause is what really shined the light on it. And, you know, really, I, I'm grateful for that because, you know, my body wasn't hand, handling it well, but now I finally felt it. And once I felt it, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, because I don't want to yeah. feel like that. You know, feeling good is a powerful motivator. Right. Yeah, you're right. I don't want it. It's not worth how you're going to feel 
I mean, the restless leg comes back, you know, yeah, it's just not worth it. Exactly. Do you share intermittent fasting in your daily life? Yes and no. I mean, like I said, there was a couple teachers that um, were doing it at my school at the time that I started. I don't know if they're still doing it or not. It's kind of weird because with the pandemic, we're still kind of like the year that I started, we were still teaching remotely. So we really haven't gotten back. We just started to get back to having like meetings, like grade level meetings and faculty meetings in a group again, right toward the end of this year. So we really haven't had a time to socialize. Now, my husband, he had seen a big difference in me. And he, you know, like I said, he has the restless leg and he's having, he's had one hip replacement. He probably is going to probably have another hip replacement. And I've been trying to get him to do it as well, just for the inflammation. I was like, look, you can, this will really help you with your inflammation. So, and his schedule, like I said, he, he works with the athletic team. So his schedule is crazy. I mean, he doesn't get home something during football and basketball season. He doesn't get home to like nine, nine thirty at night. And he was coming home and eating dinner then. And I kind of said, we, you need to stop that. You need mm-hmm. to stop eating so late at night. We need to get you on a, a good a little window. more compressed, yeah. compressed that window. Yeah. Right. So in the summertime, it's easy for him, right. you know, because he, he doesn't have the kind of schedule that he does during football and basketball season. So he started, he does mostly same thing like 16, eight, but within the first month that he started the intermittent fasting, he lost 14 pounds like, <laughs> like that. I know. Did you I want to punch like, him in the face just yes. a little bit? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so frustrating, but he, you know, and he did admit he, he was feeling better. And he, he told me, he's like, I need to start meal prepping for when football season starts so that he could you know, eat earlier. The worst thing for him was eating dinner and then going to bed. That was right. just killing him. He also needs to tweak a few things. So he's, he's still a big snacker and I've been trying to get him to stop. Like he'll come home and like open up a bag of pretzels. He keeps like Twizzlers in his oh. car, in his truck, in the console of his now truck. That is not helping his restless legs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what I keep telling him. I'm like, you got to stop. Yeah. And every once in a while, he will, he'll have a beer when he comes home while I'm getting dinner ready. He'll go out on the back patio and like sip a beer. And I'll tell him, I was like, you know, you can go ahead and have that. But, um, you know, your restless legs going to be bad tonight. So I think he's starting to listen because mm-hmm. he has felt how much better he feels yeah. when he when he doesn't eat the Twizzlers. I, I don't buy, I've stopped buying any kind of snacks. You know, he'll tell me, hey, get some pretzels, get those gluten-free pretzels. I'm like, it doesn't matter if they're gluten-free or <laughs> the not. The gluten-free they're- is not helping you not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> In fact, they actually, I mean, I am not knocking gluten-free because if people need to be gluten-free, they right, need to be gluten-free. Right. But so so many gluten-free snacks like those pretzels actually hit your bloodstream faster because of the, what they make them with, you know, the whatever flour they're using actually is more processed than the wheat flour that they didn't use anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the rice flour or I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what they use. I mean, I've tasted and they don't taste much different. No. But, you know, pretzels it, were a big thing for me yeah. to have to give up too because, you know, like I said, I would crave salty things mm-hmm. like popcorn and pretzels yep. and potato chips. That me, I was, you know, I would reach for the salty snacks. But I just don't buy them. 
And when they're not around, of course, I can't eat them. So I just got to get my husband to tweak it a little bit more, you yeah. know, cut out the snacking. I think he's he's got his his eating window down and he has seen the benefits. I mean, he was he was surprised to have lost that 14 pounds, you know, so quickly. And he felt he started to feel better. And I said, if you can just cut out the Twizzlers and the snacking, yeah. he'll feel even and, you know, better. I, right. I think he'll probably get there. He's he's mm-hmm. well on the way. So we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone who's just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? What I would like to tell people is it's never too late. I was probably, I mean, I felt like I was in the worst shape of my life. You know, like I said, I had gained 30 pounds. I'm pretty sure I had fatty liver. Mm -hmm. I mean, my body was just not processing, you know, food or anything correctly. I wasn't sleeping. I felt horrible. I had abused my body for a long time, you know, as far as not eating properly or and over-exercising. I mean, I, I over-exercise. I didn't under-exercise. I over-exercise. Right. Um, but your body is, is great at healing itself, but you need to let it do its job. And I really think the only way to let your body, to let your body heal itself is by intermittent fasting. You need, your body needs that time to rest. Yeah. Just like your brain needs sleep, you know, you need that time with your eyes closed and you're not thinking and you're sleeping. Your digestive system needs rest. And when you give it that time to rest, your body can do everything else it needs to do. It can repair all those things, all that damage that you've done to it over the years. So, you know, don't think it's too late. It's never too late because I was probably as, you know, even though I wasn't fat by any means or obese by any means, I could tell my body, like I felt like you had a lot of inflammation and it was, it was coming out in the way you felt your pain right. all throughout your body. Right. And yeah. And so, I mean, people who, who like quote only need to lose whatever, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. That, that is just as valid as needing to lose, you know, I needed to lose 80 pounds, but <laughs> needing to lose 30 pounds, needing to lose 10 pounds to feel your best. All of that is valid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I would like to say, you know, just don't give up, tweak it till it's easy and don't say to yourself, oh, well, there's why bother? It's too, I've done too much damage already. Your body will recover. Your body will heal itself. Just give it the time. Well, Dory, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Well, thank you for having me. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.
feel like I was blindsided. Because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. Is win or go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges that will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The GOAT. Stream free on Amazon Freebie or Prime Video.